1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Welcome to Women of Tomorrow. I'm Laura Bundy And I'm Shay Carter. And, and we, we are, partners are Partners in Feminist, Feminist Crime. Crime. Have you ever put another woman down that
3: you didn't know anything about? Have you ever felt threatened by another woman's attractiveness?
2: Are you quick to draw
3: conclusions about other women? Have you ever spread gossip about another
2: woman? Uh, guilty. Have you ever cyberstalked another woman? Ugh,
3: super guilty. Do you think all of your problems will be solved by finding the right man?
2: I used to. Have you ever sabotaged another woman's career? Have you ever tried to steal another woman's significant other? Tried to. Are you more likely to engage in passive-aggressive behavior?
3: Have you ever had ulterior motives while mentoring another woman? Yikes.
2: I don't think I've done that. In this episode, we will identify and analyze the particular features that define the catfight, how the nature of the physical process of catfighting furthers the stereotype that women are weak, and how the titillation of the catfight contributes further to the sexual containment of women. It's plain to see that the term catfight is used as a tool of the patriarchy to keep women further divided from each other and prevent challenges to the male-dominated status quo.
3: Catfight imagery pervades mainstream popular culture. It appears in media from children's television and sitcoms to
2: full-length films and pornography.
4: This episode will
2: also feature a special and fairly insane treat where Shay will call up her first love's subsequent wife, who she had a catfight with many years ago, and talk about what each of them were thinking at the time. (laughs) Oh, this shit is rich.
3: And to get us started, here is our song, Catfight, from our recently released album, Women of Tomorrow. (laughs)
4: Ladies, can I get a witness? For centuries it was survival of the fittest. To get the power in your hand, you played the game to take its name and get that wedding band. Scoping out the competition. This is a time-honored old, stale tradition Two women fighting just to be for sale He built that ring like a king, then rang the bell If they want a cat fight It's going all night We're just displaying A good old-fashioned reputation slaying this ain't no longer 1950. Don't need a man to get alone or make me. meet. Putting her down does nothing for me. We got choices, loud voices, and master's degrees. They want to care fast. We're burning up all our power Acting like we still want to be locked up in some tower They're saying someday my prince will come I'm saying I'm climbing down, I'm gonna get me some This game is over Spend real fun If you wanna get into a catfight where she should have fight back, don't try this at the house party or the club. You might lose your extensions and get beat the fuck up. Oh my god, that girl is thirsty. Trying way too hard to jump up on that D. He couldn't really wanna over me. Let's cut that trick out real quick before he leaves me now here's an example of the new wave of thinking how to be kind to your girls even when drinking wow how freeing to lose our obsession with the fleeting safety of boyfriend possession not gonna troll you if you date my ex but thanks to me he's so much better at sex I even made them go to therapy You should be sending a gift basket to me
3: fight, the word which originally referred to a physical clash between women and has no equivalent for men, has been a part of our culture for centuries. It was used as early as 1854 to describe Mormon women fighting over their shared husband, and it suggests a dispute that's petty and less than human. There was this book, Utah and the Mormons, that basically goes into the design of their houses, Mormon houses, and they were basically designed to keep women as far apart as possible to prevent those terrible catfights, which would sometimes occur with all the accompaniments of vulgar and coarse language, torn caps, broken broomsticks, I'm sure some hair pulling.
2: But some of this makes sense. Historically, women had no power. We couldn't vote. We couldn't own property, earn or control a living wage, until well into the 20th century. This meant that in order to have power, money, or just to be able to simply survive, a woman would need to find a man. Hence, the start of our song.
4: Ladies, can I get a witness? For centuries it was survival of the fittest to get the power in your hand. You played the game to take his name and get that wedding band. How was a woman encouraged to find a man? The means to her survival?
2: She would need to be desirable and physically attractive on the outside. Now, society's standards of desirability have changed over time, but pretty, fair, petite, meek, modest feminine, virginal, obedient, and ladylike were considered attributes that made a woman desirable. Speaking her mind, being educated, quick-witted, and enjoying sex were not necessarily desirable until much later in the 20th century, unless the men were progressive and liked to challenge. This still affects us deeply today. In a recent article written
3: by Brooke Meredith titled The Girl Wars, Meredith states, One of the central, still prevalent, underlying ideas our culture presses on men and women both is this that women's value is weighted primarily in how they look, their body shape, their weight, and their facial degree of prettiness. Plus, our society's prevailing attitude and mindset is that finding a significant other is necessary to be whole. Oof, you put these together and what have you got?
2: Women pitting themselves against each other. She continues on. That if our society still pushes the falsehood on us that a female's primary worth is found in how she looks, guess what? This means beauty is currency, and it means that the most beautiful among us, in this sense, are the richest. The minuscule percentage of women who fall into the top tier of, by social standards, the most beautiful are then regarded by other women with suspicion, jealousy, and feelings of inferiority. And many of them achieve this, the most beautiful, not as a result of the natural beauty they were born with, but more so by means of hours spent in the gym, perpetually guiding a plethora of money paid for various lotions and serums, and possibly even, at its most extreme, going under the knife and having surgery in order to look better. We've been shown, from a young age, that the prettiest girl Always gets the guy. Every freaking movie, TV, advertisements, media, marketing. This is what we've seen. Not the girl who's the most intelligent or the deepest thinker or the kindest. No,
3: the prettiest. Meredith goes on to say, this pressures and directs women to spend much of their lives in the gym, counting calories, wasting money on makeup and hours on airbrushing their photos, worrying and anxious, and even potentially on dangerous surgeries. It keeps women ever distracted, scrambling around for the approval of and desire of men and society as a whole, hungry to feel good enough. It keeps women in a position of inferiority from men. It keeps women busy trying to measure up, worrying and worrying over if they are good enough, while men do the important stuff like turn out world-changing medical research, write books, win prizes, and achieve other various things. While women, we rush about, falling all over ourselves and wasting away hours
2: and boatloads of money trying to look good. Also... This teaches women to be in competition with one another for the attention of men and thus encourages women to dislike and feel disconnected from quote-unquote pretty women since those are the gals who are going to steal their guys. These women become threats and not to be trusted. Since many women compare themselves to one another, they can subconsciously create a disconnect with other women because they see them as competition. Meredith says, Women need to push back and stop going along with the idea that our worth is found in our looks. All this does is divide women rather than unite them. And ladies, in order to change the world and make things better for all of us, we need to be united.
4: sexual connotation
2: that historically feminists said was used to demean women's anger. There's this idea of sexualizing women that
3: happens in the media and beyond where they get off on women fighting with one another, and it's somehow incredibly erotic to men. Look at the countless Betty Page videos of her wrestling in lingerie, and even the WWE. I know they're making some big changes, but before it was just busty blondes in a pool of pudding. So here are some early historical accounts of catfights
4: scoping up a competition this is a time on an old stale tradition to- just to be for sale. He built that ring like a king, then rang the bell. The <laughs> earliest famous accounts
2: of women fighting would be during the time of Rome. A few of the Roman emperors occasionally allowed women to volunteer to fight as gladiators. Two women gladiators were often pitted against each other. And as for the reason that women gladiators didn't last long, it was because the officials were soon becoming appalled that a huge number of women were volunteering to try and fight in the arena. Probably one of the reasons that the Romans had an uncomfortably large number of women eager to dish it out was that they had a personal agenda. In
3: Europe, the Duke of Richelieu had gotten into the bad habit of juggling multiple mistresses. And that never turns out well. So he had two different women, and his secretary made a mistake, and instead of having them come for lunch one at two and one at four, she told them both at two. So the women came, they were mad at the Duke, and they decided to have a duel. So they chose guns for their duel. They both missed their opponents, but a ball from the gun took a piece of one of the women's ears away,
2: and she decided to then pardon the opponent. The next duel was between two Spaniards. The two women were in a vicious argument over a single man. They decided to settle it with a duel using daggers. The conditions were simple. There would be only one survivor who would be the lover of the suitor in question. However, before they were able to start striking blows, a police officer arrested them both because dueling was becoming illegal. Unfortunately for the judge that presided over the case, one of the women knew the law. And she pointed out that the dueling law specifically forbade men from dueling, but said nothing about women. So the judge was dismayed about this, but there was nothing that he could do except release them both under the condition that they would not carry out their murderous intents. The women agreed, and later they were both found dead by wounds inflicted on each other. The last example happened in the Wild West of America.
3: Two women were fighting over the same man.
2: Tale as old as time...
3: The weapons of choice were short-barreled pistols. This account goes that they both fired at each other, then apparently missed their targets, but hit the man they were fighting over. Sorry, I'm not sorry.
4: Here's an example of how not to act. If you want to get into a catfight where she should have fight back. Don't try this at the house party or the club. You might lose your extensions and get beat the fuck up. The catfight is very much alive, and it's on
3: reality shows all over the place. The Real Housewives, The Bachelor, women plotted against each other and eventually resorting to hair pulling and fighting and champagne hurling. is It's as much of a go-to storyline today as it was in the 1980s.
2: Well, and in the 1980s, there is this iconic scene from Dynasty where Joan Collins' character and Linda Evans' character get in this massive fight where... They fall into a pond. They start flinging mud on each other. They're like pulling each other's hair and their clothes off. And it's highly sexualized. And it boosted ratings tenfold for them. And it's the same sort of thing as like, let's have these two women fight because we can capitalize on it. Which is the same thing that's happening in magazines when it comes to feuds like Taylor Swift or Katy Perry writing songs in response to each other's digs. I'm sure they're selling more songs because of it.
3: Definitely. And like the Cardi B, Nicki Minaj thing,
2: it just gets people to buy more magazines. These feuds by women are far more interesting than they are by men. For some reason, I don't know, they sell more, but there's a capitalization that is happening on the cat fight. Caroline Heldman, the executive director of the Representation Project, which aims to dismantle gender stereotypes, she's also the co-author of Sex and Gender in the 2016 Presidential Election, she says, I see the catfight label framing is a lot of what happens when the primary heats up. She continues, It's such a good, diminutive label. It suggests the fight isn't a real fight. But more important, catfights exist to titillate heterosexual men. It reduces female presidential candidates to not serious contenders. Let's say it one more time. It reduces female
3: presidential candidates to not serious contenders. This catfight label has really deep roots in manipulating how we view women.
4: This ain't no longer 1950. Don't need a man to get alone on makings meet. Putting her down does nothing for me. we got choices, loud voices, and master's degrees. Prior to and in the early 1900s,
3: women couldn't own property or vote, and post-secondary education was still reserved primarily for men. Financial independence was a bleak possibility, and so it made more sense than it does today for women to be pitting ourselves against each other for our own personal power and for survival. But after the 1970s, Women's percentage of college degrees rose briskly. Reaching parity in the early 1980s, women received more than half of all bachelors and first professional degrees by 1990. And now, more women graduate from college than men. It wasn't also until 1974 that women could even open a credit card or take out a bank loan without the permission of their father or husband. Talk about a game changer. This really gave us the opportunity to
2: control our own lives and to control our financial independence, which is huge. So needing a man for survival is starting to shift. And that element of a catfight can cease to exist because there is room for us all. And we know that women's opportunities to get seats at the table has been bleak. And that there is a notion that there's only room for one of us because they will only hire one woman. And that pits us against each other. There is this idea that we are in it alone and we have to fight for every crumb and that has made us opponents as opposed to allies. But in reality, when a woman is in a seat of power, she has the power to bring more women up with her. Her win is all of our wins. Let's talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She graduated Harvard Law and she could not get a job in a law firm upon her graduation. But now over 37% of lawyers in the United States are women. Women were encouraged to be nurses, not doctors. Women couldn't even get into many medical schools until the middle of the 20th century. But now over 36% of doctors are women. And women take the lead in pediatrics at 64% and obstetrics and gynecology at 58.9% because we know about a vagina. And we
3: know about business. You know, it wasn't until 1972 when the first female became a CEO of one of the companies on the list. Catherine Graham was named CEO of the Washington Post. And now the number of women running Fortune 500 companies has hit an all-time record at 37. Even though the number of female CEOs is up, that's still only 7.4% of the Fortune 500-ranked businesses. Last year, there were 33, which was up from 24 from 2018. And to really put things in perspective, 20 years ago, there were only two female-led companies, according to Fortune. New additions to the list who took over CEO roles from male predecessors include, and pardon me if I get any of these names mispronounced, Carol Tomei with UPS, Hayward Donegan of Rite Aid, Sonia Singal from Gap, Inc., Crystal C. Peck with animal health company Zotis, and Jennifer Johnson with Franklin Resources. Slow clap here. To date, 58 women total have served in the United States Senate. Of that total, 24 are serving right now. And listen, we may only make up 24% of the U.S. Senate, 27% of the U.S. House of Representatives, and 30% of statewide elected executives,
2: but the numbers are going up. Women make up 51% of the U.S. population. So we need 51% representation in all of these fields. But equality is closer than ever. We do each other no good, making flippant judgments and gossiping about each other. Let's use our powerful words to hold each other up, not tear each other down. Let's not waste our time, our energy, our resources with division and instead put that incredibly valuable energy we have into helping each other and creating equality for all of us. Let's hold the ladder for our sisters to climb, all of them, no matter their color, creed, gender identification, or sexual orientation. Other women are not the threat. It's the patriarchy, y'all. And when we put each other down and play into this type of thinking, we perpetuate this collective consciousness that women are the weaker sex. And we diminish ourselves and each other. Let's support
4: one another. Gonna troll you if you date my ex But thanks to me, he's so much better at sex I even made him go to therapy You should be sending a gift basket to me So, in a moment of pure
2: madness and self-awareness, Shay is gonna call up her ex's ex, the woman she had a cat fight with many years ago. I don't think you can get any more evolved than this, Shay. Um, Can you give us a little backstory before you attempt this dangerous trick? Okay, without giving too much away, I'll give you a little backstory.
3: So my very first love was this guy. His name was Chris. And that was his real name because I guess we give zero fucks here. And... He was like my high school into early college, and I wouldn't even call him my boyfriend. He would be my boyfriend at a time, and he would kind of confuse me and play me, and he was also dating this girl simultaneously, tail as old as time, named Becky, also her real name. Kind of. It was like he would always tell me he had this neighbor friend, Becky. So everything I ever knew about Becky was through Chris, which is the problem. Most of the time, the two women never talk, and the only thing they know about each other is through this middle person that's usually the man manipulating them. So this is going to be an interview where we're going to see behind the curtain and I'm going to get to hear her perspective of the traumatizing moments that I know from my perspective and and find where the gaps in the story lie and where he was probably full of shit the whole time. So I'm really excited because I think it's going to be really nice to get some clarity on the issue and she's a wonderful person and I'm sad that we didn't get to be friends for longer because it took us so long to get over all of this crazy catfight fight
2: culture vibes. I cannot wait to hear this conversation. Are you doing this over the phone? We're going to do it on Zoom. So I'm really excited. Okay. You guys stay tuned. Here is Shay talking to her ex's ex. Wish me luck.
1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday,
0: I will call upon you to do a
3: service for me.
1: Play the Godfather. Now at Chumpacasino.com.
3: Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Hi, Becky. Okay, it's been... Hello. Years. Since our
3: crazy feud.
0: (laughs) Yes. I mean, could you really call it a few? I guess you could, but.
3: Back in the day, we're such different people now that it's hard to like imagine us being in a fight. We're grown ups. We when did that happen? Ups. I don't know. <laughs> so you and I have been corresponding via like Facebook and text messaging for years now, but we've yeah, actually we never gotten to speak. We've tried to like meet up and have lunch.
0: Yes. And every, something always happens and it's usually me and Pepper <laughs>
3: issues. So Becky has an adorable <laughs> daughter and she's Thank an incredible you. woman. And I Aww. wanted to meet up with her forever because we've been friends via the internet for years now. Um, but before that, like we shared a first love in in. in, in heartbreak and we have obviously two totally different perspectives of what happened um and I we became like online friends because I was cyber stalking you through ditto girl my (laughs) ex-boyfriend's
0: Facebook
3: so I was like bold enough to follow you through his Facebook and I think you asked him like Obviously, you're going to connect the dots. Like, why is Shay's new boyfriend following me? And so he's (laughs) such an open book that he was like, Shay's crazy. (laughs) I think she's just stalking you.
0: (laughs) So that's sort of like
3: the doors for us. Because like, it was never out of malice. It was like really out of curiosity.
0: Yeah, I did the same thing. But I didn't have the guts to to follow you or um, to reach out now that, um, we're older and we've Yours was private.
3: I didn't have the guts. I just oh, was trying okay. to get in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like, what is she up to? Oh my God. <laughs> I love so it. So crazy. Um, so then
3: we started like following each other and actually like talking and, and yeah. I think I had such like an unrest about, disliking somebody I didn't know anything about but somehow knew everything about because I was stalking you
0: (laughs) so true I'm not one of those people I don't just dislike people just because um you have to really give me a reason and I'm such a forgiving person and you never did anything to me that's the funny thing is it was just like I think our wires got crossed somehow because of a dude (laughs) yeah the manipulation
3: and I think what's so interesting about us being able to talk is so few women get any information about the other woman in these scenarios Mm -hmm. when they're fighting over a man that isn't coming from the man who's manipulating them
0: exactly
3: so you always hear the man be like oh she's crazy oh she's just my friend oh I never had anything with her so like Mm -hmm. you and I would just be completely in the dark about each other
0: yeah we had no idea and I still to this day, I, I don't know everything that went down and I'm sure you don't either. We just know that there was a point in time where we were at odds. We were like against each other. And obviously I, you know, I stalked you back in the day before the, there was Facebook and, and Instagram. I would go through his phone and I'm like, oh, why does she have to be so pretty? Like, this is so hard, especially because you were such an amazing woman and I can see that, but being young and dumb, you're never going to admit that. You just want to win. You just want to be the winner, but (laughs) I will say you did win because we did wind up getting married and divorced,
3: (laughs) but I kind of think you won.
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, you won with Pepper for sure. Yes. Yes. I would not change that for anything in the world, but, uh, you avoided a lot of drama. (laughs) so yay for you
3: (laughs) not because I was choosing to because I was an idiot and I would have chosen him and it's so funny because when you fall in love young you don't even know the person you're just projecting this idea of the perfect person onto this man yeah it's like exactly a kid too you know and it's like and then the real person that I would have loved in the relationship was actually the person that I thought I was fighting against which was you
0: Exactly. I know. Why didn't we see that a long time ago? But, you know, you have to grow up and you have to go through those things, I think, to come out on the other side. Uh,
3: what a beautiful person you are. I'm obsessed with oh. you. <laughs> Ditto.
0: Ditto. The, fact move, that we even, the fact that you even
3: decided to come on this podcast and let me <laughs> ask you questions about our awkwardness. Okay, so I have a couple I instances love in mind that I know I have perception is reality, right? So I have my perception yes. of things and you have your perception of things. And I'm so curious to hear like your side of it. Uh-huh. So I didn't know you guys, you guys had been on and off dating for years and years and years. And you never told me he was always lying. This is like, oh, yes. this is happening in high school. Just so the audience knows this is happening in high school. And then it moved, yes. it moved to after high school too, but yes. I was really awkward. I had headgear in high school. This is the first person that showed me any kind of attention. So I was just like, what? You like me and you're cool. So like, this was a big deal for my self-esteem. You know, it was like more like me finding my identity. So I remember he invited me. I went to a different high school than you two did.
0: I remember that. And he invited me me. to prom. And I remember you at prom and I was just like, because oh, all the guys were like oh this girl this girl and he was so gung-ho and proud to bring you and then I just I remember I remember that night pretty vividly and that was just one of the few instances that I do remember I just I remember like him coming to dance with me a lot and I'm like but you mm-hmm. where's your date and like why <laughs> Why would you even give me the time of day when you had this girl sitting right in front of you? Like he ditched me the whole time. He like never him. liked
3: me. I think he really liked the idea of me because he, I was treated like it's such like I, I. he did. We did not have. I think he did not feel chemistry with me because I liked him and he definitely did not like me. I was just like for the show. Like, because,
0: OK, well, you don't go to I, the school.
3: You're pretty. You're going to look cool in front of my friends. Yeah, because he, yes. he did not like
2: me. He liked you.
0: Well, I, I think he really did like you and I don't know if it was for a show, but because I was also like, I wasn't popular. He was the prom king and like, I was so not in that scene at all. So maybe he liked the underdog. I don't know.
3: <laughs> I don't know what it was. I'm
0: trying to figure this man out and uh, it's been 15 years. And then I think our biggest altercation when we finally
3: started to like put the pieces together between each other is I remember I had gotten a few missed calls on my like old school cell phone back then. <laughs>
0: that was me stalking you, yeah. pretending and, to be him.
3: <laughs> and then I called him back and he didn't answer. So I called the house and you answered. Oh and my you God, were like, I totally remember that. And yeah. And, and I was I remember being like so shocked and going, um, hey, is Chris there? And you're like, why why are you calling here and I was like well he called me and you're like that was me I called you and we laugh about you and I was so hurt and mad and my sister's like we're driving down there we're oh, gonna drive I to his house
0: my sister is terrified came down and I ran home because I lived right across the street I'm like oh no like I gotta go <laughs> But I mean, you called me out on my, you know, my no, girl, but you called me so- out
3: because <laughs> you were dating him and he was lying. So I show up to his house and the you answer the door, and I was, I remember, I better. was so stunned because this was like the craziest thing I've ever done. And you and I now knowing our personalities, because oh in my, my little kid brain, you were like this badass who was like so confident and like I was like a poor little victim not. and I'm sure like <laughs> your version of it is like the same
0: like just flipped exactly I was like oh my god I remember opening the door and I first remembered like god why does she have to be so pretty and like your outfit was like impeccable and you looked amazing and so I was like I'm out of here and there was two of you so I'm like I'm about to get jumped right now because I'm with people I shouldn't be but um God, yeah, I remember that day, I think, more vividly than any other day. Because we both, we were just like, our paths finally crossed. And yeah. I think we had, like you said, the same perception. But it was so clouded by this man. And I'm sure he was just shocked. But instead of confronting him, like. We were confronting like, each other. ganging up on him. Yeah, yes, which we and, should and have that's done. The problem with women, we should have, right? I mean, I should have immediately left, like you did, like just had the guts to say, No, this isn't right. And, but I stuck around, I don't know why. Well, honestly, <laughs> it's like
3: it's in our design to do that because for so many years, we had to compete for a man because we couldn't even get out a bank loan in our name. We couldn't do, get a credit card until 1974. So it really was like for survival, find a man. And so it takes a long time for us to evolve our DNA to evolve really past that. And so we had this false sense of ourselves that we really were competing over him because we needed him when really we didn't. And Mm -hmm. both of us were in a a similar situation where we really could have like turned it and asked him a lot of questions and really held him accountable but we didn't
0: know we didn't have yeah
3: we didn't a have anyone showing us we didn't have a mentor to see how this could be done no
0: exactly because I mean our generation our parents generation was you get married and you know a man is what you need to survive in this world and um I'm so glad that We're finally coming out of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have so much work to do um, as a society, women, especially, especially with like the stuff going on in Texas and the southern states with women's bodies and whatnot. Um, We have a long way to go, but I feel like we have come so far.
3: Yeah. I totally agree with you. And it's also just about like, I th- I'm really excited that you and I are having this conversation because I hope it inspires some women that are in similar circumstances or even just in women that have altercations yes. with each other to feel like I can talk mm-hmm. to you because you should be my ally. And maybe there's a side of this story mm-hmm. that I'm not getting.
0: Exactly. There's women out there who are malicious. Totally. There are women out there who know men are in relationships and they're malicious and they're in a separate category. Um, but like I was saying, I think for the most part, we, we're, we're moving forward and we're realizing that men are such manipulators and we need to take the reins. We need yeah. to turn the tables and call them out. And same with men. I mean, women who manipulate, men need to do the same thing. Stop fighting each other get to the root of the problem.
3: Uh, yeah. Getting to the root of the problem is such a great way to put it because you really can't fix anything until you do that. Exactly. And I think we love to label women, right? Like she's the seductress. She's the mistress. She's the, the you know, the side chick, the this. And it's like, yeah. have you ever asked her if she knows what role she's in? Because a lot of times you don't. Yes. You, a lot of times you think you're the main chick, mm-hmm, but you're really just the side. Yeah, Maybe I, I thought I was side. the main and I was definitely the side. <laughs> I remember times when he must have definitely been with you where I would, he would like tell me we were like going to go on a date and I would get all dressed up and wait. And my little sister really liked him and she was like, like probably like five or six at the time. She would dress up with me and he would just oh. not show up. We would what just jerk. wait <laughs> for hours. Are you
0: serious? Yes. You know, I feel bad because if I would have known that. I would have been like, you need to follow through (laughs) because that's not okay, but it's just funny because like, I'm sure
3: you are thinking like, oh, this person and she's like seducing my man and it's like, no, he was totally blowing me off the whole time. It's just
0: so funny. What a jerk. (laughs) He's an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Not much has changed. Not much has changed.
3: (laughs) Oh, what a shame. I'm so sorry that you had to end up dealing with that. So Becky, ends up, we kind of brushed over this, but they end up staying in a relationship and getting way more serious and like having really, I'm sure very beautiful moments because everything, you know, not everything is one thing. There's like, oh yeah, um, there's so many different layers, but um, Becky got, you guys got married. And you had an amazing daughter and yes. you moved out of the state. So you were like away from your family and like doing yes. something really brave. Um, but Thank it seems like, oh my God, so brave. <laughs> but, um, and of course I was stalking them the whole time. Uh, so I was really keeping up,
0: <laughs> keeping
3: up with the Kardashians. And, um, and he blew it. So it's like, what, yeah. what a shame to um, blow it with somebody who's, God, as amazing as you and so capable of love and um, honesty and communication. Like this really speaks volumes, like our friendship and you being such an advocate for me. After all these years and like standing up for me online, if anybody was like rude to me, it was like so (gasps) cute that now you're in my corner and I love how we've switched all of this I got your back
0: for life, girl. We've been through a lot. (laughs) Totally. And like watching
3: you as a mom and um, running your own business and falling in love again. It's just like, you're so inspiring and I'm so lucky that I get to Oh my god.
0: Same here. I mean, you've done so much so much good and just the because I do stalk you still. Um because <laughs> you're now it's such not a, stalking, like, now it's just like supporting <laughs> your friend. <laughs> that's true, that's very true. And maybe a little stalkerish. Um <laughs> no, but you've done some amazing things yourself. And just the fact that you're doing this and you brought me along um along the way is just I appreciate it so much. And I've always, always looked up to you. I mean, you were the girl that like i had to beat and you know l- l- the looks department which would never happen um oh, yes it would
3: <laughs> becky's Personality, gorgeous. everything
0: everything was just like cuz even his parents were like you're never going to be as good as her what i remember his father saying that to me yes i mean obviously the rudest
3: shit i've ever heard in my life
0: it was i was very shocked and i was so insecure for the rest of our relationship. And that's probably amazing why the he's power a jerk
3: because it like comes down. Oh, right? yeah. You learn from your dad. That is so rude.
0: Yeah. But I mean, that's how amazing you are. I mean, you made an impression on so many people that even after all these years, I wanted to hate you, but it was so hard. You made it impossible. <laughs> and
3: I was over here feeling the exact same way. I was like, oh my God, her body's insane. She's so pretty. Look how tiny her oh, nose please. is. My nose is huge. <laughs> Look at her pretty oh, hair. I it. was doing all of this to you and I'm like oh well I just can't measure up and she's so cool and like I'm not even cool you won't even bring me around as friends so <laughs> I'm like I was having that same girl crush slash hate
0: <laughs> yes but I don't think there was ever any hate because no. I know you're not a hateful person I don't have hate in my body even to this man I I don't hate him I feel sorry yeah I do too for, for people who harbor that much hate so and how just, much they
3: have to lose yeah. you
0: know like real yeah.
3: sad the the cost of that the cost of <gasps> that is so high yeah and he had to lose I mean, you
0: lose so everything
3: much.
0: yeah yeah I mean look at it. he lost us too and then pepper and yeah and who knows how many him. more
3: things along the way
0: Yep. (laughs)
3: Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Oh,
0: absolutely. Thank you. And this was so
3: cathartic and magical. I was actually so looking
0: forward to it. Me too. And I hope that other people find the courage and the strength to hopefully do the same and realize that, like we were talking about, find out the whole story before you just hate a random stranger. There's no point. Totally. And like that girl
3: could be your very best friend. You could be really missing out on somebody that like will bring so much to your life. Yes.
0: Yeah. I feel like this was totally meant to be and the timing was right. Um, I feel like I've known you. I mean, I have kind of known you (laughs) for a long time, but I feel like we go way back as friends.
3: Totally. I know it's yeah. hard. Like even when we are like dredging up this old stuff, now seeing it with the lens of knowing who you are, I have so much more empathy for that girl that opened the front door of the house that day, you know, because I realized <laughs> you were hurting and I home. was hurting, you know, <laughs> yeah. instead of seeing it in this sort of weird filter where you were against me and you hated me and, you know, it. Yeah. Having all of that lifted and revealed just helps make your life a lot lighter because sometimes we can mm-hmm. really make instances and conflicts much bigger in our mind than they need to be,
4: and Absolutely. then
3: we can leave them unresolved. And then that affects your relationships moving forward. And you know, this yeah. culture of women, the polite thing to do when talking to your girlfriend is like, oh, his new girlfriend is so not as pretty as you or you shit talk. The gr- the girl that came before or yeah. the girl after. And it's like part of our culture as women. That's sort of how we bond is mm-hmm. putting these other women down.
0: Which I don't understand because everybody has a past. Everybody yeah. was in a relationship before you. So why compare yourself? They're they're not in that relationship anymore. They're with you now. So And if anything, she probably
3: made him way better for you. Like, we have a line in the song that's, um, uh, I even made him go to therapy. You should be sending a gift basket to me.
0: (laughs) I love it. Oh, it's so true. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that girl made the person (laughs) that you love, you know?
3: Yes. And then yeah. the girl that comes after you, it's also hopefully in the best case scenarios, you end relationships amicably and you wish them well. So then you hope they mm-hmm. find a person that's good. You don't want them to be with someone that's shitty,
0: you know? No, you want people to, to everyone deserves to find happiness. And I feel like harboring so much hate and holding a grudge, is just toxic to you. It's just, it, like you said, it just affects your relationships. The other person doesn't care. Nor should they. That's, that's your issue. If you have one to begin with, but, um, yeah, just let it go. Just get over it. Unless they were really, really purposefully malicious.
3: Yeah. And abusive. That's totally different. Yeah. But absolutely. other than that, yeah, you don't have to carry that heavy load with you and it can get no. lighter every day by having conversations like these.
0: Exactly. Cause you never know what it's going to lead to. Okay, so this is a
3: call to action everyone that's listening. If you had an unsettled girl altercation, fight, feud, any of those feelings, get to the root of it and mm-hmm. you'll feel much better.
0: Yes. Thank you, Becky. Thank you so much, Shay. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on here and I just adore you. Same, 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 girlfriend. <laughs>
2: We have an entire diet industrial complex, beauty industry, movie industry, television industry, and advertising industry telling us that we are not enough on the outside. The stories we were read, the animated fairy tales we watched growing up, telling us happily ever after came with the love of a man. The fair, pretty princess gets the prince. This entire system of making you feel less than whole of making you feel like happiness isn't possible without the perfect face, body, or relationship. None of this is your fault or your sister's fault. She is not your enemy. She is a victim too. This cycle is exhausting. It creates inner turmoil for all of us. When we could just choose love, we could support each other, unite, and make change together. Women are so much better when they're allies, sisterhoods, forever. You can find Catfight and our entire album on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your music. And if you like our podcast, let us know. Subscribe and follow us at, at women of tomorrow on instagram that's at w-o-m-x-n of tomorrow have a great day be kind to each other
4: hey hey she came to play oh oh get out of her way thank you mama thank you friend i got front row seats to watch the queen ascend baby how you feeling breaking that glass ceiling